Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Lord, let me start on this this morning, and I didn't even get near finished, but... uh... As I sought God just coming in today, I I remember saying the words, you're the potter and I'm the clay. And then uh, we had to sing that song and it just reminded me and I felt the unction of God's Holy Spirit speaking. So I believe we ought to just go ahead and mind God this morning. Psalms 121, I want to be encouragement to you today. Uh, our God is ever faithful. Amen. Amen. He's ever faithful. He's worthy of everything that we can do to praise Him this morning. And I'm not going to preach what I preached on the broadcast this morning. I I aim to preach something different there, but the Holy Spirit was just so uh, expressively speaking concerning the first few verses. But I want to get to the last few verses in this chapter, and I'm going to read them to you this morning. appreciate you standing. Let's honor God as we... Look upon his word. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Somebody say amen to that. My help cometh from the Lord. (laughs) Boy, I ain't got over that one yet. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall never, neither slumber nor sleep. Look what he said in verse 5. He said, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon the right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul The Lord shall preserve thy going in or going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Father, we thank you for your holy word. I thank you for the the unction of the Holy Spirit. And you know my soul. There is no desire that I have that's great. And this right here. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit that Lord gives liberty and it speaks so intensely. And oh, how my soul rejoices when you speak. For from the foolishness of preaching, you'll save them that will believe. And I'll praise you today for this grand truth. Now, Father, bless the sheep. You know the struggle. You know the battles. You know the work that is to be done. Oh, may they hear your voice today. May they, Lord, be able to shout the victory this morning. God, in the power of your word and in the promise of your help, thank you for what you're going to do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. Thank the Lord. Well, I want to encourage you today. I I just want to share the word of God. As 
Sometimes our soul is burdened, right? You, you know what I'm talking about. A child of God that's been at it any length of time, you know what it feels like to, to have that pressure of the burden. The, and, and I believe sometimes it's the Holy Spirit in me and he just kind of puts his holy hand upon my heart and he begins to press me. And uh, hear me, I love that. It's not the grandest of feelings, right? I don't go a-shouting when that's going on. But I love to know that the Spirit is trying to do something. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I love it when my, my grandchildren, they'll grab me by the face and they'll just make me look at it. I like that when God does that. Amen. When, when, he, begins to, when he begins to make me do something. What a joy to be somebody else's. I'm not my own anymore. He said, I've been bought with a price. I'm his. And bless his name, he can do anything he wants to with us. Amen. If we'll just yield ourselves unto him. But ain't there times, (laughs) well, ain't there times when all of us just say, Lord, help me. Anybody ever say that? How about every day? Lord, help me. I need you to help me. Oh, how many times have we cried out unto God? I couldn't count them. How many times that I've just looked up or looked in and said, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this. I can't do it. But I want you to know that we've got somebody to help us. There's one friend, the Bible said, will stick closer to you than a brother. He's right there. He's made a promise to you and I that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. What the psalmist David said, I don't know if you listened to the broadcast this morning or not, but I've got to touch on just a couple of these. But the Lord, the psalmist said in the first verse, he said, I, I lift up my head uh, uh, from whence cometh under the hills from whence cometh my help. Now, I want you to know that I believe that the psalmist had some examples that had been given to him, amen? Abraham was one of them when God sent him up on the mountain, amen? What David learned from that experience was that God will provide. What he learned was is that when you get to seeking God and following God and doing the will of God, that he's always there. What Isaac had said to his father was, he said, Father, we've got the wood and we've got the fire. He said, but where's the sacrifice? And he told him there, he told him, he said, son, he said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Amen. I figured that was coming. While the the Bible said he was going up this side of the mountain, amen, there was a ram coming up the other side. God was already working on Abraham's need. He had already worked it out. He knew just exactly what was going to happen. And may I say to you today that if you need help today, I want you to know that the Lord Jesus is the greatest help that you'll ever have. Bless his holy name. He's right there when you don't know, when you can't see, you don't understand how he's going to fix it. When you're climbing up that hill of surrender, when you're climbing up that hill of sacrifice, brother, he's got the answer coming up the other side and he never fails. He never fails. Oh, be encouraged, friend. Just lift up your head unto the hills from whence cometh our help. 
Oh, I thought about Elijah when he went up on the mountain. See, David would have known that one too. He would have known when Elijah went up there and found God in a cave, a still small voice. He would have heard the prophet Elijah saying he wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the great earthquake. He was in the cave right where I needed him. He was a still small voice that was able to help me in my time of need. Oh, we've got a helper today. The Lord Jesus is my helper. I tell you right now, that don't sound right. But I want you to know, he's the Bible said, an ever-present help in the time of need. Somebody say amen to that. I ain't ever experienced anything that the Lord wasn't right there with me. He was my help then, and he'll be my help now, and he'll be my help tomorrow. I don't have anything, friend, that I have to go through that I don't have help. I believe the psalmist understood just a few things about getting some help. He'd cried out unto God over and over. God would deliver him from the hand of Saul. And over and over, God helped him. God delivered him. God was merciful. God helped him. God strengthened him. We find here the psalmist saying, My Lord, I shall lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. Then he said in verse number two, he just wants to be clear, I believe. He said, my help cometh from the Lord. Oh, there's help out there. When we think about all that the world is into and everything going on around about us, Amen, you might get to the place where you think there just ain't no way to help. There ain't any way to recover. There's no way to find victory in the midst of the awful things that's going on. May I say to you today that the Lord is my helper. And as long as the Lord is my help, amen, unlimited are the possibilities. There is nothing that can't be done. There is nothing that can't be accomplished. You can throw in the towel if you want to. But I want you to know today that he's worth fighting for and the Lord said he would help us. The psalmist said, look here, I've looked into the Old Testament. He said, I've seen him help them. I've seen them climbing up the hill of struggle and I've seen God there every time. He said, what I want you to know is that the Lord is my helper. The same way as he helped them, brother, he helps me. He helps me. I feel like I'm his only child sometimes, all the time, saying, Lord, help me. Help me with this. And, brother, I can't tell you of a time that he didn't reach down and, and ain't helped me. Oh, what a wondrous truth that the Lord is my helper. Number three, he said, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. How many of you are worried about sliding off the rock? Let me encourage you this morning. My helper, don't allow no slipping off a rock. When it comes to being founded sure and steadfast, you can be certain of this, that the Lord knows them that are his. Amen. The Bible said that his sheep know his voice and a stranger they will not follow. Now, I don't know about you, that that's an encouragement to my soul. When my enemy's primary uh, attack against me is wise, I want you to know that knowing the voice of the Lord is the greatest victory that we can have. Here's what I want you to say. Oh, I don't know if I can wade my way, get through this world 
world of lies. I want you to know you can because the Lord is the one speaking to you. You've got help today. Listen to the voice of the shepherd. He won't lead you wrong. Oh, he's a good shepherd, ain't he? Oh, he's a good shepherd. He never leaves his sheep. Oh, and when he does, we're safe in the fold. When he goes out there and gets the one, how many of us have been the one? And he went out there to get us, amen. He went out there to bring us back in. The Bible said that he left the 99 what? Safe. Safe in the fold. I don't know what you're worried about today, but I can tell you right now that in the fold of Christ, you are safe in the name of the Lord Jesus. There ain't no evil that can befall us. Amen. That our Father don't know all about. And it has to pass through his filter before it can ever get to me. And if it gets to me, here's what I can assure you. He's given me the ability to overcome it or he's given me a way of escape in it. But either way, he's with me and he will help me in my time of need. What a good God. What a good God. I, I really want to preach this next part though. The Bible said there, the psalmist David, he began in verse number four, he said, behold. You know what that means? That means look, look now, look now. He said, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. That good news. Anybody wonder whether or not God was awake, whether or not he was listening? I want you to know that God is always present. He is a very present help in the time of need. The very times of, through the night or through the day when you feel your heart, your loneliest, or your, your, that you've been separated somehow. Amen. That the enemy has isolated you and he's moving in for the kill. May I say to you today that the shepherd ain't never lost a sheep and he ain't going to start with you. Amen. We've something to rejoice about. We've got, we've not got just a helper. We've got a keeper. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that he keeps me. What he said in verse number three, he said, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. Means he never naps. He never takes his eyes off you. He never looks away. He's never distracted by the things of this world. Amen. Like you and I are. We're constantly turning around, looking here and there. Amen. Allowing the influences of this world to move us in an ungodly way. And yet your heavenly father, he never takes his eyes off you. He that keeps you, amen, never slumbers. He never sleeps. He's always on the job. He's always keeping you and I. Oh, what a good thing to know that he's keeping me. When it comes to tending a flock, you know what they say is, oh, he's keeping the sheep. That's, that's the definition or that's the word they would use, the term that would be given to the work of the shepherd when he's guarding the flock, when he's protecting and providing for the flock. What's he doing? He's keeping them. He's keeping them. My wife keeps a bunch of chickens. I mean a bunch now. I'm talking a bunch. Too many. But she keeps them. You know what that means? It means she protects them. Provides for them. There's all these things. All that people could understand that I'm kept. Amen and protected by the Lamb of God. 
Amen. Ain't none stronger than him. Ain't none greater than him. There's none that can do what my God does. I'm safe in the hand of the Father. Amen. I'm right in the very place I want to be. Amen. Within the fold of God, safe from this world and the harm of it. You say, preacher, you don't know what's coming. Here's what I can tell you. Regardless of what's coming, my God's bigger than it. Regardless of what takes me out of this world, there's something that'll keep me until the yeah, the Bible said, the Apostle Paul said, I am, I am convinced, I'm persuaded that that which I have committed unto him, he's able to what? <laughs> have you had anybody like being kept? Oh, thank God that he's keeping me. He's keeping me. He said he's keeping Israel. Amen. He said he's keeping Israel. That's what David was concerned about was his people. He said he's keeping Israel. He don't slumber nor does he sleep. Amen. He's a keeping them. I'm grateful unto God that that which I've committed unto him, he's able to keep it. He's going to keep it to the very end. You say, preacher, how can you be so confident? You don't understand, nor do you know what the future holds. Amen. I know who holds the future. Therefore, what the future holds is not really my concern because the one that holds the future is my keeper and he's the one that is going to carry me through. You say, preacher, you'll change your mind when you get to door to the death door, amen, and you, you're fixing to cross Jordan, amen, when you're fixing to take your last breath, fear's going to overcome. May I say something to you today? Fear ain't, a death ain't what I fear, amen, I fear the one that conquered death. He's going to deliver me. Amen. I'll tell you what we need kept from and that's the death of this world, the spiritual death of this world and when I trusted in Jesus, he gave me a spiritual keeping. I've been in his keeping ever since I got saved. Amen. Amen. I just turned 54 and I was nine year old when when I got saved. You do the math. I've been kept a while. Amen. There ain't one day out of that whole time that I ever felt like he wasn't keeping me. Amen. I'm glad to God that I've got somewhere I can go to. Amen. You say, well, I don't remember exactly what time I got saved. Amen. I didn't even have a watch at nine year old. If I had, I wouldn't have been trusted with it. But I, I didn't have anything to tell time. There wasn't no clocks in that church, in this church then. There's no clocks in it now. Right? There wasn't nobody came up to me after I got saved and said it was 902. But I can tell you what happened. The angels were up in heaven. Well, because I got saved. The Bible said there was a rejoicing that took place in glory. Today I got saved. Let me add something. The day you got saved, there's a shouting again. Amen. They was rejoicing again. There's more rejoicing in heaven. The Bible said over one sinner that cometh to repentance than the 99 that don't need any. I want you to know today that I'm kept by the keeper. Yeah, tell the devil that tomorrow. You're, You're allowed to use that. I'm kept by the keeper. You got a problem with me? You can go talk to the keeper. Right? You got an issue? You're going to have to go to the keeper. 
I'm just one of them little sheep with my head down, manning through the pasture that he's put me in. I'm just kept, and I like being kept. It's awful insecure when you ain't kept. Oh, it's a terrible feeling when you're unkept, when you got nobody to keep you. Nobody to look out for you. Nobody to care for you. Nobody to protect you. Nobody to provide for you. Oh, listen to me today. You might be here this morning and you may be in that very condition. You may know right now that in your soul you're not kept. You're not protected. You're not in the fold of God. You've never been born again. Hear me, friend. If the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, He's wanting to keep you. He's wanting to make you His. And I can tell you this right now, if you ever become his, you just got kept. You just got kept. Because when you become a child of God, he, told, he said it to this to his disciples. He said, those he's given me, I've lost none. He ain't going to start with you or me. The very moment I trusted in Christ and my name was written in that book. Amen. I became a child of the king. I sold out to me and he bought it all. Brother, we were singing that song earlier, I've been redeemed. I want you to know my redemption occurs every day. Every day that I wake up and realize that his keeping power is still in place. It is a form of redemption that I can rejoice in. But let me be clear, my true redemption will not come until I leave this world. And when I say goodbye to this old world, brother, I will be redeemed. He's going to get that which he purchased and he's going to bring it unto himself. And brother, I'll be kept forevermore. Oh, what a keeper I've got. Boy, he's a good keeper. See, a good keeper provides for his sheep, protects them, moves them about where they need to be to grow and flourish. A good keeper is going to correct his sheep as well. Somebody say amen. Amen. He's going to correct his sheep as well. Right? The sister was talking about it. I know what she's talking about. When you get we get the Holy Spirit starting to move in your life and it begins to identify the rubbish and says to you, it's time you got rid of that. It's time you put this behind you. It's time that you turn your heart toward God on certain things in your life. Amen. When God begins to chasten and correct his own, I can tell you what he's doing. He's loving you just like a good keeper will do. Oh, I like it when he starts cleaning it up. Oh, the Holy Spirit today, I believe it's grieved in how some of us live. I believe it's grieved and offended in how we trying to work both sides of the fence. Amen. We trying to cherish and relish and rejoice in the fact that we're kept by the good shepherd. And all the while, we keep glancing over there. We keep looking over the fence at that stuff that's ungodly and worldly and the Holy Spirit's right there, your keeper, your guide, the very one that loves you more than life itself and you keep turning your human head over there and looking over the fence. I'll tell you right now, my wife don't appreciate that. We walking together somewhere and a good looking woman walks by. She does not appreciate if I look over. I was wanting to preach about Kroger. Nothing about you, Vicky. 
But bless God, people can't even dress right. I nearly had to shut my eyes to get groceries the other day. And she is with me. I had my head down like this. And there's a woman over here half dressed. And I was just throwing stuff in the bag and, and she stopped. Teresa stopped. She looked at me. She said, I'm sorry. I just kept my head down. I want you to know I don't want looking at nothing the devil's got. Son, I'm in the keeper's hands and he's good enough for me. Amen. He's fulfilled every need, never desire I ever had. He's stuck by me. He's been with me through thick and thin. He's been faithful. He's been my lover. He has been everything that I need. I don't need nothing across the fence. There ain't a greener pasture in this world. I've done found what the keeper has. I don't need this world. I need rid of this world. I need this world out of my life. I need to get holy and walk and please the keeper of my life. Oh, what a keeper he is. Oh, he keeps me. Let me finish. The psalmist, I believe, goes into more detail about the purpose and and the wondrous work of the keeper. He says in verse... In verse number seven, he says it like this. He said, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Now, if you look up that word preserve, the Hebrew word will yield to you a definition that is very similar to the word keeper. He said, the Lord shall preserve me from all iniquity. Now, I know it's canon season, and a bunch of you ladies have put up a bunch of stuff for the winter. Right? You've got, you've got beans, and you've got peaches, and you've got, you've got corn, and you've got everything else that you've canned, and you've got them put up. And you know what we call them? We call the, we call the sweet ones preserves. Don't you know that he's preserved me from all evil? Now, I ain't much for canon, and I just try to stay out of the way. But I do hear it pop. And you know what? When it pops, we know what that means. You ain't sealed, friend, till it pops. And when you get in the pressure cooker of convention, of conviction, and the Holy Spirit starts pouring that hot water into your life, and amen, it starts really doing that work on you, that lid's down there on tight, and suddenly there's a vacuum created within. And it ain't long till you hear that pop. And it just like that. Something happened. Something got you that wasn't there before. Amen. You got into the hand of the keeper. And brother, when you get sealed, you just got preserved. You the sweet preserves of the keeper. Because when he seals you until the day of redemption, amen, you can lift your little hand and you can say, I've been kept. 
good till he gets you. Why we eat stuff that's years old. My wife don't cull much. She ain't much on wasting. It'd be four or five years old. She'd say, get it off the shelf. She'll make me open it. She'd say, now smell it. Now that's draw the line right there. So now you you tell me whether it's good or not, and I'll eat it. But you know what? Most of the time it's good. You know why? As long as that seal ain't broke, everything in there is still preserved. It's good. It's good. Some what's in you is good till you get there. Ain't no expiration on his preserving. Amen. Amen. I heard Sharon whining about, about, about lids that wouldn't seal the other day, right? Did you hear her That whining was probably a poor choice of words, but she is complaining about it, right? She lost some stuff. Because them lids wouldn't seal. Let me tell you right now, if you didn't get the real thing, you're still lost. You ain't getting out of it. If it didn't pop, if it ain't salvation, if you ain't been born again, amen, you ain't sealed yet. You're not preserved. You're still in danger of being lost and cast as is a salt that has lost its savor out to be trodden underfoot. Because if you ain't been preserved by God, if you ain't been made to keep... Amen, you're still in danger. You're still in danger. He said, he said, the Lord shall preserve me from all evil. Somebody happy about that. I just want to know. The Lord will preserve me from all evil. We ought to run and shout. I've been saved, I've been sealed, I am preserved, I am kept. Because the Lord shall preserve me from all evil. And believe me, it's out there. It's all out there. and It's all coming, right? It's encroaching ever more intensely every day. And it gets strong. The Lord will preserve me. From all evils that help anybody but me. You can say what you want to about what the future holds, but I, I conject that there is no one but one that holds the future. And he happens to be the one that is keeping me and has preserved me from all evil. Well, let me finish it with how he finished it. And just how did he preserve you? Or what did he preserve? What did he preserve? What does it say next? It said he he hath preserved my soul. Me and a brother was talking yesterday and, and, uh, and there's just times in a conversation, especially with another person of God, there's just times in a conversation that it all it just it boils right down to the main thing. Yeah. And I told him, I said, brother, I said, I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. I said, but I can tell you this. He has preserved my soul. Whether or not he's preserved my home, I don't know. It could be burning right now. 
whether or not he's preserved my vehicles. Not likely. Has he preserved all of those, those things in the future that, that I might in the flesh depend upon? I don't know about any of those things. But let me be clear about the one thing that matters more than anything else. What I want to know is has he preserved the one thing that identifies and defies you as a living soul? The one thing that he saved, he didn't save my flesh when he saved me. He saved what? My soul. And the psalmist said, he hath preserved my soul. He preserved the one thing that I could not protect. He preserved the one thing that the devil wants the most. He preserves my soul. And brother, when it popped, I can assure you, she's good till the day of redemption. Well, as normal whining, complaining Christians, Right? Ain't we terrible about that business? We just like Israel wandering around sometimes moaning and groaning when God's got a, a fire by night and a cloud by day and rain and quail down on us and bread of a morning. And we still mumbling and groaning. That's what kept them out, by the way. He said, oh yeah, there's one more thing. He hath preserved my going out. And he hath preserved my coming in. You know what that says? That basically defines everything you do. The psalmist was saying, he has preserved me from evil. You want to talk about a hedge? I've got one. You say, well, you mean got one? Listen, if you're a keeper of anything, you got to have something to keep them in. That's right. Amen. I'm inside there. Amen. I'm being kept and like it. Amen. He said, he hath preserved me from all evil. You see, all this stuff on the outside of that fence, all the stuff out there, he hath preserved me from that. Who? Hey, the Lord is my helper, right? Remember where we started? The Lord is my helper. He hath preserved me from all evil. He hath preserved, listen to me, my soul. But I'll tell you what else he hath preserved. The Bible said that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. You know what David was saying? He said, let me just, let me just be real. The Lord hath preserved all of me. He's preserved my going out and he's preserved my coming in. He said in another place like this, he said that he has lifted me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And what did he do? He said he, has, he, he set my feet on a solid rock and he established my going. That's good. 
He shall preserve my going out and my coming in. Who? The Lord, my helper, my keeper. He shall preserve the going out and the coming in. Right? That's what the sheep do. They, they go out and they, they feed and they come back in to that shelter for the night. And every day we go out and we, we work for the Lord and we do what we're... And we come back in. And David said, The Lord hath preserved even that. Well, you could go on with that, but... I'm just tickled to death. I'm kept. I'm kept. And I'm preserved. And I ain't ashamed to say that the Lord is my helper. (laughs) He's done all of this. He's my keeper. He's the one that hath preserved my very soul. Preserved it. One of these days. Come get a song. I'm, I'm done now. One of these days. Don't know when it'll be, Judy. Maybe soon, maybe later. But if it's later, you may live long enough to get that call. Well, the preacher died. We've lost the preacher. Number one, I ain't lost. You know where I'm at, right? Can't be lost if you know where it's at. The preacher's gone. I hope you'll remember this little illustration. It's just like God reaching down and getting that off the shelf. Saying, I believe I'll have that right now. And he's going to enjoy it for all of eternity. I sealed that and I put that on the shelf in 1976. And I know it's still good. And one day death's going to come. And he's going to pull that thing off the shelf. And he said, about time to open this. I believe I'm just going to let that out. And that which he has preserved will forever be in his presence ain't that good ain't that good oh what a keeper we've got what a keeper can you stand with us listen if you're here this morning and you're not kept if you've never been born again would you come to Jesus today would you just call on him and let him make you new he'll help you this morning he will help you this morning if you need him call on the Lord As we sing.